0: Please turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We have been dealing with the birth of Christ. We are going to finish it today. It's right that we do cover the birth of Christ. We've dealt with the prophecies. Remember again, the first thing that we looked at was the prophecy of the angel Gabriel uh, to Mary. And that was a tremendous prophecy and told told of Jesus Christ, what he was going to do and so on and so forth. And uh, then we looked at the prophecies with Elizabeth um, and also Mary, um, and as they prophesied, filled with the Holy Spirit. And those are tremendous prophecies as well. Uh, and then last week we, we took a little bit of a left turn and we went and checked out the three wise guys, no, <laughs> the three wise men. And we had skits to go with that and everything else. Uh, and uh, we had our official Christmas service then. And uh, today what I want to do is turn back time, go back two years. Remember again, the wise men came approximately two years after the birth of Christ. So what I want to do now is turn back the clock two years to when Christ was actually born and begin in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. And it says, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this first took place, verse 2, this census first took place while... Quirinius, whatever that dude's name is, was governing Syria. Okay, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. That was verse 3. And verse 4 says Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth uh, into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Uh, It was about 145 Ks. It was a very long journey. Because he was of the house and lineage of David. Verse 5, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Verse 6. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, verse 7, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night or flock by night. And behold, and were there. Okay, <laughs> verse nine. I want you to notice now. It says, "And behold, an angel of the Lord." And the 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 literal text says, "Holy, strong, and brilliant." Mm-hmm. This wasn't a weak little guy with little wings, and he was chubby, and you know, had little them little bow and arrows. <laughs> you know how you see those things? I don't know who drew those things. And what they were on when they did it. But, you know, it's not the <laughs> angels are never described like that. Fat little babies. I mean, you see one of those guys and you know you met someone. If they, it, a lot of times they take on human form not to freak us out. Let me say that again. A lot of times they take on human form not to freak us out. Because if we saw them the way they really are, we'd just fall over backward and that would be the end. Okay, yeah. so I, I really need you to understand because what's going to happen next, you, you need to know that to understand what happens next. And it says, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Did you, uh, did you see the word greatly? They weren't just afraid, they were greatly afraid. I want to say something but I don't think it's appropriate for the video. All right, and I don't want to I don't want to edit it out. Anyways, <laughs> you know. They were they, they were greatly afraid, which means something extraordinary was going on, something so out of the ordinary. That's what extraordinary means. Something that was beyond their experiences. Are you all with me? Amen. Something huge was going on. Why am I, you know, why am I spending time on this is because I want to to show you something that when Jesus was born, you know, all these prophecies came forth. When Jesus was born, something happened. Something magnificent happened. And we're going to find out, and this is what I want to bring to you today. These shepherds didn't keep it to themselves. So he says, do not be afraid. I love that. They're greatly afraid. And I want you to notice something else. The glory of the Lord shone around them. That's huge, okay? I mean, this wasn't somebody turned up and they kind of go, who's that? Something came with the angel. The glory came with the angel. Are, Are you all with me? I really needed to catch this. Something magnificent was going on. And that's why then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Notice the great here. I want you to notice they were greatly afraid, and the angel is saying, don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy, strength. Hallelujah. This is going to bring you strength. While you are afraid and weak, I'm here not to do that, but to bring you strength. And he says, (laughs) you really need to catch everything that's going on here. He says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to just the Jews. (laughs) Did you see it said all people? He said, this is a joy and a strength. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A joy and a strength that is going to come to the whole planet. This is something extraordinary about to happen. For there is born to you. I want you to notice that. For there is born to you. He didn't say for there is born on this earth. Please listen. He's saying I'm bringing you great tidings, great joy, because something has come for you. A package has being delivered to you. I really need to catch this because you need to understand that this is our Savior. This is my Savior. This is the one that cares about me. I don't care about anybody else, you know, because we kind of get, you know, let's stop here for a second. We kind of get to the place, well, nobody cares, and nobody knows what's going on. And uh, How do you know? Because I was there. Yeah, I had that party, little party hats and balloons. Pity party. Welcome to it. Anybody want to join? No. <laughs> you know, you don't usually have it by yourself. Anyways, <laughs> nobody wants to come to those. But, you know, the thing is, I need you to get this. I want you to see that he's saying, was born to you. This was for you. This is not just for somebody you know. This is for you. You need to receive. That's why, they're, you, know, you know, we've heard this saying, God has no grandchildren. That's right, yeah. oh. So again, So again, verse 12. And notice he says, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, watch this th- verse 13. This is such a key verse. It says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. Now it says too numerous to number or even comprehend of heavenly hosts. It's a term used to describe an army encampment letting us know that an actual heavenly army brought a message of peace and goodwill to man. Isn't that, I think that is so significant. The army came and said, we're bringing you a a message of peace. You know, when an army brings a message, listen, something is going on. Obviously, there's been a war going on and something has broken through. And they're saying, we're letting you know, we are letting you know, That something is coming to you. And it's going to bring peace into your life. For all the turmoil you have suffered. For everything that happened after Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man. Here's the solution. The promise has arrived. Remember the promise? Amen. That there will come one born of a woman. That will crush the head of the serpent. But the serpent will bruise his heel you recover from a bruise, but you can't recover from a crush. <laughs> okay? You yeah, the pieces, you can't put them back together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I want you to notice, it says again that a, heaven, a heavenly host now is praising God and saying, in verse 14, Glory to God in the highest. This is an army. I need you to get this. The army is singing, Glory to God in the highest. In the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men it didn't say to men it said toward men so whatever has been going on before that has had been hostile toward man is no longer hostile toward man whatever it is it is now watch this again it says On earth peace, goodwill toward men. On earth, peace. Mm. Finally. Mm. And goodwill toward men. And that's a women too. Okay, you all understand that. Hallelujah. Do I want to do how much time do I have? Do I do commentaries today or not? (laughs) Twenty. A quick commentary. All right, just (laughs) I've said here, (laughs) Uh, this is William Hendrickson. He says, these angels, having been associated with Christ in heaven before his incarnation, knew something about his glory, riches, and majesty. Oh, I love that. Find all that in Isaiah chapter 6, 1, 2, 3. All right. They had also become aware of man's fall. And they had been informed that God had provided a way of salvation for man. And from the bottom of their hearts, this army shouts, glory to God in the highest they desire that all creation shall praise God but it goes on to say on earth peace goodwill toward men Leon Morris says this means peace between God and people the healing of the estrangement caused by human evil hallelujah isn't that beautiful So verse 15, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let's just hang around, have a cup of coffee, you know, chill out for a bit, and then we'll meander on back to the city and tell him what happened. It's not what it says. (laughs) Something happened. We are going to find out that this actually took place. I was able to determine this. I don't know. This is not biblical, okay? This is just from historical records. Mm-hmm. I was able to, to work out that this actually happened somewhere between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's why it freaked him out, okay? It was dark, mm-hmm. and this light shone, mm-hmm. you know, in a time where it was like the noonday sun in the middle of the night. That's right. Amen. Wow. Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. All right. <laughs> So it says here, (laughs) they said to one another, let us go now. The literal text says, come on, let us go. (laughs) Let's get going. All right. And said to Bethlehem, this was a considerable distance, by the way, and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Verse 16, and they came with haste, they were still moving fast. All right, they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. See, just the way it was told. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those, I'm in verse 18, and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. See, we usually read that and move on. I want to pause there a little bit today. Can I pause? No, I'm going to pause anyway. All right. So <laughs> I'm doing it, Christina. I don't know if you like this. I'm singing anyway. No. (laughs) I love that. Go, girl. Okay, so. so, You know, when you got the mic, you got the power. Okay, so. And it says, oh, he can turn you off. (laughs) Yay. All right, we can replace you, don't worry. No, no, we'll never do that. (laughs) And the power struggle began. (laughs) Okay, no, no. All right, so I want you to notice that those who marveled over... It says, you know, we miss this as well. It says, and all those who heard it marveled. Who heard it? I want to know who heard this stuff. Among those who marveled at... uh, over these glorious tidings, was the high priest of the synagogue in Bethlehem, which is very, very uh, relevant, according to the documentation made by the Sanhedrin at the time of Jesus' birth, meaning that they knew about this all along and they hid it from the people. Okay, See, the Sanhedrin, were, you know, for all their faults, they were a body that, that would govern, they would check out everything that was going on. That's why, you know, that at one point in time when they had Paul and they were, you know, they were chastising him. One of the people stood up within the Sanhedrin and he said, why, do, why are we messing with this? You know, he said, listen, if it's not God, it'll fall apart by itself. If it is God, we shouldn't be touching this, you know. So the, the, not everybody was bad and stupid, okay? There were some smart people in there. And so these people, you know people like that, they go check things out. If something is going on, let's go check this out because this is our job. We need to be looking you know, at these things. Remember Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, tells us, by the way, that he was a part of the Sanhedrin. That's what a ruler of the Jews tells us. Because the Sanhedrin ruled the Jews. Are you all with me? Okay, they actually they were the ruling party of the Jews. Anyway, that's for another time. So, here are some selected excerpts, okay? Just select it, because it goes on and on and on. All right. <laughs> so, in obedience to your, that's the Sanhedrin's order, I met with two men who said they were shepherds and were watching their flocks near Bethlehem. They told me that while attending their sheep, they were awakened by those who were keeping watch with the question, what does this all mean? Behold, how light it is. So we're getting a little bit more insight the conversations that were happening. For they knew it was not daylight, for it was only the third watch. Now, let me just explain third watch. All right? The, 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 the Romans had, and I don't know, I think the Jews picked up on it as well. or I don't know which way it went, okay? But they used to have guards that would, you know, be posted first watch, second watch, third watch. This is after their normal day. So from six to nine was the first watch. This is in the p.m., okay, and then from 9 p.m. to 12 p.m. was the second watch, 12 to 3 was the third watch, okay, and so on and so forth. So this was in the third watch. It was between 12 a.m. midnight and 3 a.m. in the morning. And they said here, again, it said, for they knew it was not daylight. Notice they use the word daylight. It was so bright, all right, for it was only the third watch. All at once, The air seemed to be filled with human voices. Notice, it sounded like people, all right? Saying, glory, glory, glory to the Most High God. Listen to this, please. This blessed me. Their shouting would raise up in the heavens and then would sink down in mellow strains and roll along at the foot of the mountains. Isn't this beautiful? And then die away in the most soft and musical manner they had ever heard. I mean, this was just incredible. So that they could not refrain from shouting and weeping at the same time. How many times, you know, have we just, just had this joy in our heart and we're tearing while the worship is going on? Because God just just touching our hearts and doing all sorts of you know, music was designed for that. It is a very powerful tool. It and the devil knows it. That's why he uses music to get people to do things that they never would unless it was sung in a ly- lyric. Oh, you don't know how much truth is in that one. Anyway, it was meant to it was meant to be that we sing truths that would allow us to. to to reach higher levels that we normally wouldn't by ourselves. As we sung those things, people would sing confessions and sing things out that they would start to aspire to that they would never even think about doing or saying. But it's such a nice melody, so I sang it. And in time, I'm doing it, (laughs) okay? Okay. It's sad how the devil has been so much smarter in using something that God designed for our good to actually do the exact opposite. It really saddens me. But I thank God for this church and I thank God for the people that are writing songs in this church. The reason why we are writing our own songs. Because they are very specific to what we know, what we've learned, and the revelation that we have. We can't sing other people's song and then have this kind of preaching and this kind of revelation coming forth. It won't mix. That's why it so blesses me that all the things that are coming in this church are from this church. The hearts that are here that have grown up in this church. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's, let's continue on. Further on, it goes in the reveal that Melchizedek, the priest who was a priest of the synagogue in Bethlehem at the time, came out, listen, came out shouting and clapping his hands, seeming to be frantic with joy. The people all came crowding around him. Notice all these people now are listening. They're all asking what's going on here, okay? Crowding around and he told them that it was the sign that God was coming to fulfill his promise made to their father Abraham. Isn't this incredible? For he said, there never has been a cause before with such apparent divine manifestations as were seen on this occasion. Wow. And as to the truth of these things, the whole of the people of Bethlehem, the whole of the people of Bethlehem, everybody in Bethlehem, okay, testified to having seen it. And, listen, the Roman God Also came out and asked what it meant. These are not safe people, okay? And they showed, listen, by their actions that they were very much alarmed. You know, it doesn't light up like the day at 12 or, you know, somewhere between 12 and 3 midnight, okay, and 3 a.m. in the morning. It doesn't, this does not happen. So obviously, what happened to those shepherds was seen so far. It had such reaching effects. This thing was like daylight. They would have come out and said, What's going on? You know, it's not <laughs> it's not the sun. But we can see everything, it's the daylight's out, but what's going on? It would have really confused them. I think this is really incredible. So I want to share all that with you. That was what I want to share with you. Okay, I won't keep you longer than I need to. I just wanted to share that with you because I thought that was very significant. That this wasn't something hidden. This wasn't something like, well, we don't know it was real. You know, it might not be f- historical fact. It's just all fables. Well, tell that to the Roman God. Amen. These these are documents that are, are written and, and archived so that you can go look something up that happened. You know, that's how we go check to see what went on. Somebody wrote it down. You know, I remember Pastor Verity um, saying to me at one point, you know, even in In a court of law, if you've documented something, that can be admitted. Hearsay is one thing, but when you write something down, when it's documented, they'll look at it and go, "Okay," because you wrote down what was going on. You know how? You know it's interesting how things change. How we think about things change, and then you get conflicting stories after a while. Somebody says, it was blue, and somebody goes, no, it was actually green, and somebody goes, no, no, it was purple, and you don't know which it was, but if the person there at the time wrote it down, and it was a bluish green, and when you turned it to the side, it went purple, (laughs) you know, one of those cars, you know, those weird ones, you kind of go, please drive away. I'm having an episode, you know, okay? One of those, like you're on drugs, you know, and you just think, go away, you know, if somebody wrote that down, they'll go, ah, that's what happened, so I'm, I'm letting you know, something was written down, at the time it happened, and people were interviewed, and they told them, right then, they didn't have time to change their story, they told them what happened, what alarmed them, Amen. Verse 19, i got two more verses, we're finished. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I want you to understand something. Everybody was talking about this. Mary didn't just see the shepherds. Listen to me. She also heard what everybody else was saying. Because the shepherds would have said, that's where he is. That's who the parents are. See, we all have this idea because of the way the religious leaders treated them. We all have this idea like nobody knew. A few shepherds came and looked at it. Nobody else knew. We forget the verse that said it was told to everybody. Amen. It was documented. They would have known. I, I will bet money, sorry, okay, but <laughs> that that priest went and found that couple. That they went, he, he went and saw. So, I mean, if it was this frantic. Wouldn't you want to go see? I want to go see who this kid is. And I reckon there were so many people that would have turned up and suddenly Mary going, check it out, look out the window. There's a lot of people hanging out out there. Because these little shepherds told everybody. Amen. I reckon they would have all turned up at their doorstep to see who this child was, what all the fuss was about. And Mary would have been thinking, wow, something is really going on here. Remember, the angel Gabriel came and spoke to her before. Now the shepherds come with this incredible story. Now everybody that heard the story is turning up at their doorstep. And I, I truly believe that she was really pondering what, you know the significance on all of this. Hallelujah. So I really want you to see what it means when it says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I think it's interesting, nothing is said about Joseph. Not to say anything bad, but it's interesting, nothing is said about him. Okay? And verse 20 then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. They would have stayed there for quite a while, telling everybody what was happening, and then remembered they had sheep. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, uh, what about the sheep? I guess somebody better go back and look after him for a bit, you know? Come on, you know? <laughs> seriously. But, you know, understand something. Something extraordinary happened that day. This this is not something that was a quiet deal that was left to argument and academics to see whether it was true or not. It was something, it was an event that happened. It was seen by so many. It was recorded Amen? And it was there for anybody to go look at. But I think it's really interesting how sometimes we forget. I mean, we even don't remember half of what happened in our own life, let alone our father's life and so on and so forth. Thankfully, we have a dad that you know tells us what <laughs> happened in his life. But I honestly don't know what happened in his father's life. Seriously, I, I really don't. I have little bits from what dad has told me, but I really don't know Because only his father can tell that story. You all know what I'm trying to say? And can you imagine this so many times removed, somebody trying to go back to what his father experienced and knew, unless it was written down. Then it's different. Now we have a record. Amen? But it's up to us to go look. So we're looking today. And we're rejoicing today that something extraordinary happened, it wasn't quiet. Amen. It wasn't up for debate. Sadly, it was rejected. There was plenty of evidence, but it was rejected. And that's why Jesus said, you're going to have to pay for this. I didn't sneak in here, and nobody knew. You all knew. You documented it. He would know. Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we don't want to be like those people. We want to rejoice. Hallelujah. And we want to thank you, Lord, for all the things that you did. We rejoice at this time at your birth. We rejoice with the angels that brought the message. We rejoice with knowing that salvation came. We rejoice knowing that there was goodwill toward us, that the fight was over and the devil lost. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing in our lives. We do that all the time, but we really do thank you, God, for all that you manifest in our lives, And we understand that it is up to us to look to You. That these things are not just going to come on us and overtake us regardless of how we feel. This is all about faith. Receiving it by faith. Looking with expectant hearts. Believing. Hallelujah. And we just take one moment, Lord, right now. Once again to wish you a happy birthday as we wish ourselves a Merry Christmas. In your name, in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.